welcome to Trainers Talking Truths. This is an ISSA podcast dedicated to exploring the fitness industry and uncovering the whys and hows of personal training. To do that, we'll talk directly to the industry experts and certified trainers. We'll dig into fitness programming, business tactics, nutrition, and more. You'll even hear from current training clients who offer insight from the other side. We've got the fitness industry covered, so turn up the volume and enjoy the drive. Hello, world. Welcome back for another ISSA podcast, Trainers Talking Truths. I am your uh, co-host, Jenny Scott, here with Dan the Man Duran. What's up, Dan? I am feeling blessed today, Jenny. I'm, I'm just putting it out there. I am feeling blessed today. That's awesome. Um, we have an amazing guest here. Some really timely information that we're going to be talking about today. Really timely. Um, Dan, you actually have the pleasure of knowing our guest. So I'm going to let you do the honors and introduce him to our public. It's an honor, yes. And on a very small personal note, I wouldn't be here behind this microphone or even doing any of the things I do if it wasn't for this kind young man, Rodney Korn. Uh, Rodney's been, been in the industry here for over 30 years. And some, not all, but uh, some of the things that he's done that I think you might find interesting is he was the director of education at NASM. And actually during the years that I got certified through NASM, uh, he was co-founder of PTA Global, a certification company that I, that I had the honor of working for, uh, co-founder of Soma, which he may speak to just a little bit today when he talks a little bit about readiness, uh, which is a very, very uh, progressive uh, way of looking at the body and movement and how to, to help people move and feel better. And he is currently the director of education for Aleco uh, and was, was professor at uh, California University of Pennsylvania. So he's done a couple things. Uh, in that time, <laughs> right, Ryan? You've, 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 you've done a couple things. That sound right? Not my first rodeo. Nice. Well, we are so thankful that you are here with us, Ronnie. Thank you for joining us. Um, so I want to know, like, you've done a lot in this industry. How did you get your start in fitness? Yeah, that's a that's a whole podcast. So, Jenny, we'll try to just <laughs> streamline that. Um, I went from being a collegiate athlete, played football, and then when I finished that, uh, I thought life ended. Uh, but it didn't. And so I actually started working as a fitness instructor in the late 80s in a family fitness center, which was the precursor to 24-hour fitness. So it's way before all the good stuff started. And then I ended, went into sports medicine and really enjoyed sports medicine, worked in a, in a facility that had chiropractors and doc, uh, physical therapists, doctor of osteopaths, massage therapy, and personal training all in-house. And so that was a very holistic approach. And that's what really spawned a, a much more holistic look at understanding the body and understanding fitness, wellness, well-being, et cetera. And then from there, I went back to school because uh, when I played football, I didn't realize and understand school was important. And then I went back, went to school, got a master's degree in biomechanics, which did absolutely nothing for me, but it did give me uh, a precursor into understanding research, understanding how to research. And I met some wonderful professors that really spawned my desire for education. People gave me a number of this person to call that was at the National Academy of Sports Medicine that I'd never heard of. Um, I was doing strength conditioning at the time, called Niels Bruce, who is the, the owner uh, at that time, got a job at NASM in 1999, and then uh, the rest of all the stuff Dan talked about was history. So it was a long, windy road with a very eclectic background to get to where I'm at today. That's awesome. Is strength and conditioning really a passion for you? Strength conditioning is a passion. 
So I, I, I love, I love the, the body. I love understanding how the body works relative for someone's goals and desires. And so my initial interest was psychology. So my, my bachelor's degree was in psychology and my master's okay. degree was in biomechanics. And I ultimately wanted to be a professor in motor control and motor learning, but that didn't happen. I got derailed by the NESM. So that's always been a mainstay. How, for me, how does the mind and body work together to achieve some type of ultimate performance? And so that's kind of where I started uh, way back when everything was about physical fitness. It was, for me, it was about how does the mind work and all that. Absolutely. That's so cool. Yeah, there's a lot to know, so. <laughs> yeah, there is. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So the company that you're working for now, Aleco, um, when COVID-19 was at its peak and everything was going on in 2020, um, you guys created an educational framework for training clients and getting back to, to work in the gyms, right? Can you tell me more about that? Yeah. And Jimmy, it wasn't so much about getting back in the gyms because we had no control over that. It was yeah. you know, that's whatever governors and people around the world were doing. But one of the things that became extremely evident at that point, which is something that I experienced even in my bachelor's way back in the 90s uh, with my psychology degree, because it was in physiological psychology, is understanding the importance of the immune system, because what we're talking about is an immune response. So we developed a framework um, that has been around for a long time. So we, we did this back when I was at PTA Global, um, and we've been doing stuff like this for decades, and that's understanding how our stress affects our immune system, which is going to ultimately affect our lives, whether it's your, your performance, whether it's your, your health, uh, your well-being, all that stuff. So we called what was, we developed uh, an, an offshoot of that, a very simplistic version, which essentially a personal survey. So you get to do a an, 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 uh, subjective survey on yourself on a daily basis. We call it the readiness and well-being scoring process, which is raw. We just create an acronym for it, raw readiness and well-being. And it's a raw score. And what you do, you just look at every day, you look at your, how did you sleep the previous 24, 48 hours and how do you feel? And then from there, you're looking at what is your physical fitness like? How do you, you have aches, pains, soreness, tightness? What, what are you feeling physically? And then what is your nutrition? How's your nutrition and hydration been? And what's your mood like? All of those things are categories from a scientific standpoint that create an indication or lead you to an indication that your body is in a certain level of stress. So it's a simple scoring system from one to three, one to three, one, you're horrible, three, you feel great. And so when you total up the score, you have an actual score that you can track from day to day to day. And not only do you have a total score, but then you have individual buckets that you can track from day to day. So you can see if nutrition is a struggle, you're not staying nutrition, you're, you're not staying uh, in, in a nutrient balance and you're not staying hydrated. So there's a way that you can track all of this. And from that, you can have a gauge or a ballpark of how your immune system is working. If you're overly stressed and you're taxing your system, because this is a way to actually train based upon your score, which is relative and associated to heart rate variability, sure. which is a very objective measure, which based upon that, will be an indication of what you're capable of doing today, which is your readiness. What are you capable of doing? What is your readiness for today or your daily ability to train? And that's where a lot of people don't go. Um, Dan has some great stories relative to that, <laughs> having worked with him in the past, is your body only has so much ability 
on a daily basis. The more stress you have, the more restraint you have in your ability. You're very constrained in what you can do. So if you push it, you think, well, I'm just going to go kill myself. You ultimately will suffer the consequences. And it may not be that day, but you can almost predict when someone will either get injured or get sick. Is that right, Ben? 100%. I believe you called it God's periodization plan. And for me, it was a, it was a torn hamstring. And uh, we could have, we could have. God's going to do it for you. <laughs> yeah. And so that's really, Jen, that's what we did is we just created this this process that allowed trainers to be able to understand one, how can I monitor stress and what is the importance of actually understanding the stress response relative to all the things that we're affecting? Because at the end of the day, your immune system is your number one defense mechanism against everything that's going on, diseases, viral and bacterial infections. Your immune system can counter that if it's healthy. Yeah. And that's the, that's the bottom line. And so that's what we're trying to get people to understand. So a trainer would do this with each client, right? Yeah. Okay. And then they take that information and do they, would, what was a trainer do then? Would they change the program? Would they tell them, Hey, go home, take a rest day. Like what, how do, how does a trainer adapt with this? Yeah. So on that program, what we are on the, on the actual handout, you have the ability to simply look at whatever your score is based upon your score. You're either a red flag, you're a yellow flag, you're a green go, green light go. So based upon that scoring process, then there's modifications that can be made to the program. In essence, what you're trying to do is you're trying to just cut volume because the amount of volume you have will directly correlate with how much stress you're putting into the body. Remember your acute variables, all your acute variables are is an indication of how much stress you're placing on the body, which is the the total volume. So it's just what, what amounts of volume you're going to change. So if you're, if you're a yellow flag, you may change uh, 25%. You may decrease the volume by 25 to 30%. If you're a yellow flag, it may be 10 to 20%. And if you're green light go, then you're good. You're, you're good to go for it. Now, how you change the volume, that's where it becomes more of, a, of an art form and, it, and understanding who the client is in front of you. So some people have to go heavy or some people need to be going heavy depending on where they're at. So you don't necessarily take the load away, but you take how much they're doing with it. So for instance, if it was supposed to be four sets of three reps on a particular exercise, you may be doing three sets of two reps. So you dramatically decrease the volume, but you didn't take away their weight. You just didn't push them beyond what their ability or what their body is telling you that they can do today. So that's how we, we modify that. And, 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 and I'll speak to an example of that, having experienced it early on with Rod. Um, I was that guy who, I call it scratching the itch. I needed, I needed the itch scratched, and for me it was heavyweight, or what I thought was heavyweight. And uh, I'll never forget doing uh, overhead presses with dumbbells with Rod. And, and I was going heavy, but he cut the, the repetitions and he cut the sets down. And I was like, this is interesting. I mean, why are we doing this? And, and he just, you know, he snuck it in, give them, you know, give, give them what they asked for, which is I asked for heavy sneak in what they need. And he snuck it in. And the, the whole story behind it is actually uh, a kind of a long one, but I can tell you it works. Okay. Nice. So tell us a little bit about Aleco as well. I want to know what Aleco education, what do you guys do? What's your, what, what are you guys known for? So Aleco has a long history as a company in, in weightlifting. 
and then in powerlifting. So those are the two predominant areas that they were. And we've, we're the, one of the main suppliers for equipment for all the world championships, the Olympics, et cetera, et cetera, in, in weightlifting and then the world championships for powerlifting, et cetera. So that's where the legacy is. So the education naturally came in teaching people how to perform the weightlifts, teaching people about powerlifting, et cetera. Uh, in the last two years since I've been here, what we're now doing is we have weightlifting, we have powerlifting, we have functional training, which is like a CrossFit-esque, and then we have tactical training. So we have a tactical training course uh, as we are contracted by the U.S. Navy. So we provide the Navy with education as well, and that's part of our, our contract with them. That's our primary reason for, for being contracted with them is to develop education specifically to their needs, et cetera. So those are the four main areas that we develop education. And then there's other things we do with programming and we have papers and blogs and stuff that we, we also develop on various topics, how to use it, what's more practical, understanding methodologies for different populations, et cetera. It's time for another ISSA rapid review. Ode from Beirut, who took our powerlifting course says, I honestly haven't found any powerlifting course that can top it. From biomechanics, technique, program design, and rules of competition, this course is a standard by itself. Thank you very much, Faoud. Um, now, I've heard about this thing called the strength station. What's, what is that? So strength station is basically just a rack. So think of a, of a like a big squat rack with a platform that's in that. So we have what's a, like a half rack where there's just one uh, rack with ways to adjust the bars and the, the J hooks and whatnot that you, you hook the bar on. And then you have a platform and that's a lifting platform. So, uh, and then there's also a full where you have the same rack, but you have two platforms, one on the one on each side. So depending on which version you get. So within that, you have the ability to also have a bunch of add-ons. So you can put in dip bars, you can have a pull-up bar on it, you can then bring in bands and you can have storage for not just the plates on the side, but kettlebells, medicine balls, dumbbells, et cetera, that can all be in this particular strength station. So basically it's a one-stop shop to train. And that's what uh, a lot of universities will do things of that nature. A lot of facilities and gyms and clubs around the, around the world are going to this particular model as that's where one of the trends is going. So one of the, the latest trends that we know from Ursa and from some other uh, companies that have done some surveys around the world is people are starting to pull out some of the machines and some of the, the, the cardio machines, et cetera, because they want to have a, a better footprint. And when I say a footprint, the space that this equipment is taking up, what does it do for you and how many people can utilize it and what do they get from that? Yeah. Um, while treadmills are not bad by any means, there's a space and only one person can be in that space and they can only do one basic thing in that particular space and that's move on the treadmill. The strength station allows for multiple people to potentially work on it depending on what types of attachments and what types of equipment you have associated with that. So you can have multiple people doing a variety of different types of training. So it can accommodate your weightlifting, your powerlifting, your functional training or tactical training. So you have a variety of different styles as well as different types of tools or equipment that they can use all in one place at one time. Nice, you're making the space more efficient essentially. Exactly, exactly. more experience for the member because ultimately it comes down to what was the experience that the member had? Was that experience relative to what they want and need? 
and does it provide an, an opportunity for them to achieve what they want to achieve? And that's where the trends are going. The trends are getting much more towards free weights. Uh, we know that women and men used to have distinctly different goals coming into a typical facility. Those are now starting to overlap. And that's obviously a large part due to CrossFit and what that's kind of brought to the world. And so yeah. people much, much more now than ever are similar in their likes and dislikes, especially in certain demographics between 18 and 40. Uh, it's getting much closer to, to where people are doing very similar things, whether they're male or female, and they want more free weight type experience. So, yeah, I feel like this is going to make it easier though, for trainers to, to, to pick up small groups and start doing more group training, which is more efficient for them. They make more money in a short amount of time, but you can affect change in a lot more people in that way. Absolutely. And one of the primary reasons when we look at surveys that even Ursa and other people talk about is one of the primary reasons people like going to a facility, even through all the stuff that's happened is they like camaraderie. That's one of the primary motivators for someone is to have that, that interaction. And that's why there's so many people are coming back. I know that there's a lot of facilities in this, in this reopening phase that are actually increasing their, their membership significantly. People are coming back. And a lot of people who had left, majority of them are going to come back. That's what this, the prediction is as we go into this area. So it, it's, a, it's a great thing and a great opportunity for trainers to kind of shift and get into an area where it, it doesn't take a lot to be a group trainer because it's a small group. We're talking, it can be two to four people on a platform. And if you have proper programming, and that's one of the things that we're trying to accomplish is giving programs for different styles. Here's kind of a weightlifting one or a powerlifting or a functional training or a tactical training. Having different programming for that, that's what helps create the experience. And then the trainer brings who they are and their expertise to it. That's where the personality and the understanding are work. Having a raw score that you can manipulate someone's volume on a daily basis so they're not getting sick, they're getting results, and they're living happier and healthier every single day. And just asking. So you could do, I know, right? <laughs> so you, you just mentioned the raw score again. So that's really interesting. I never thought about that. I was thinking like more one-on-one -on -one clients do a raw score. But if you had a group of people, you could have them all like as every time they come in, do this raw assessment. Yeah, and so, and, and I've done that. So having been a trainer and worked at a club over here next to my house, um, that's what I did on a daily basis. And Dan has done the same thing at the same club, or, uh, coincidentally. And what you do is you, you basically have a program. If it's a group, you have a program. And based on the program, you know that if a person comes in with a red score, this is what I'm going to do with those particular people. This is what, what's going to change. If they come in with yellow, this changes. So... In my case, most of my clients would come in and they would tell me their score because it's real simple. I have four buckets and after they've gone through it for a while, they'll come in and say, you know what? I had out of a 12, I had a, I'm a six today, okay? So I know that you're in, you're in the red bucket today. Or they'll come in and say, I'm an eight. So, okay, you're yellow. So you, you know they'll come in and tell you, here's where I'm at, here's where, and so boom, here's how we're gonna, we're gonna direct that. So no matter how many people and at what levels those people are, they have, you have the ability very, very simplistically to modify what they're going to do on a daily basis based upon what their score is. And, you know, and, and to add to that, what I, what I absolutely love about it is, uh, you know, there's that, that saying uh, many people that you, you hear people say that, you know, that, that really sucked or that was terrible said no one after a workout or after, <laughs> right. It's always hard getting there. Now, 
I would beg to differ. I think there are folks that have said that, and that's a whole other conversation. But the importance of movement and the the, the tie-in from motion and emotion. So to, to Rod's point, I used a, a similar system that he taught me years ago. And same thing, client would text me and say, I'm a four today, I'm a five today, you know, before they even came in. And the, they, they rely on you and they, should I come in? Mm-hmm. And unless they had something contagious or they were, you know, really hurting, what was my answer? Yes, because you're going to leave here better, feeling yeah. better than when you got here. And that creates behavior change. That associates, I always feel better when I finish training with Dan or I finish training with Jenny or when I finish moving, I always feel better. They always do the right thing instead of crushing them when they don't need to be crushed. And they go, you know, next time I feel like this, I'm not going to the gym. It's, it's, it's part of that behavior change and it works uh, like a charm. Absolutely, yeah. positively for, for ha- having people uh, instill that habit in them that they're always going to feel better when they move. You just need to be the expert on how they move. Yeah, and the interesting thing with that, Jenny, is when what, what a lot of trainers don't know and what a lot of clients don't realize is that it's not just what happens in the gym and then when you finish and you're telling yourself down, it's what happens when you go home. Yeah. Because how you train and what happens in the gym and how much stress they come into and how much you put on them will affect them as they leave. It affects them when they get home and their kids are, mom, dad, how how are you able to respond? Because everyone knows the more stressed I am, the less capacity I have to take on more. So it, it affects a whole lot of things. It affects how you sleep that night. It affects the next morning when you wake up. And, you know, does the person, and that's the things you have to take into consideration is if you have some big presentation you're going to do at work and I just crush you, you're not going to be cognitively ready like you think you might be or that you should be that next morning. Yeah. And those are things that we know from a scientific standpoint. It's just that you have to be able to understand, okay, that's why I'm doing this. And what people will find out, and it was funny because Dan's after training Dan for three weeks, he came, he had back pain, he had knee pain, he had all kinds of stuff going on. It was, it was, it was ugly. It was. (laughs) And after three weeks of training him, he walked in one day and I'll never forget. He walked in and says, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. And it's like, what what am I doing? He goes, well, I don't know what it is, but I know what you're doing. And he, his back pain went away. His knees no longer hurt. And I didn't do anything funky weird. I didn't do it. I didn't hook him up to any machines or, you know, electrocute him. It was just, I'm going to pull load out of you and off of you, not necessarily how much weight you're doing, but I'm going to pull the stress out of you and let's see what happens to your body. Well, his body got to recover. That's all we're talking about. Yeah. And he was healthier and happier. And then he turned into some Iron Man freak. Who runs three Ironmans in a row? Crazy. I've, geez, that's even worse. But no, like Dan mentioned behavior change. And I see this as a way, like if you're using this raw score every time you train somebody, whether it's three times a week, five times a week, one time a week, I feel like they're going to be more cognizant of what they're doing. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have that extra glass of wine tonight. Maybe I should go to bed at a reasonable hour. Maybe I should, you know, wake up and make sure I have breakfast before I go work out because they know they're going to have this assessment. And it, like you said, it's, it's objective um, where it's giving them data. It's not subjective. It's not, how are you feeling? Oh, I feel great today. You know, tomorrow could change, Um, but you're giving them data that now they can actually see as well. So they know if I, yeah, stayed up with my kids screaming and yelling, we watched a movie till 11 o'clock at night and you don't feel great the next day, probably not a good choice. So I think this is amazing for behavior change. 
Yeah, it's it's very powerful for behavior change because in, in, in order to change behavior, step number one is you have to become aware. Yeah. And what happens is this creates awareness and there's a very simple cycle of I have to become aware. Once I'm aware, then I have the opportunity to take an action. And once I take an action, there's things that come into that that I'll have to adjust and, and be accountable for, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot of A's that go in that, that actual behavior change cycle. Absolutely. So if somebody wanted to get their hands on this readiness and well-being um, assessment, how would they go about that? That they go to the Aleco education and that's all part of Aleco education. One of the things we do have is we have uh, on online, we have an optimized immunity. It's a three-part webinar series that's online. And in that series, we go through understanding stress, all that, but we actually go through the the raw scoring system in detail and we show how to use it we show what things you can do how you can modify it we give examples we talk about little case studies in that and then you get a copy of that in in that particular online course and, and you know we've been we've been hitting all around it uh but I, I this is more important than ever again around awareness because there is still a lot of fear as you know, I, I, I believe hundred percent, like you said, Rod, the gyms are going to blow up. Uh, people are be, are going to do more than ever, take more action than ever, uh, to, to improve their health and so forth. But there is still a fear, uh, from many to interact or close proximity or to, you know, to get sick, et cetera. And, and, and speak to how this is going to help alleviate those concerns with awareness, with immunity and so forth. Well, I mean, that's a, that's a big topic because you, you, you can't necessarily change someone's desire, but if you can give them the understanding that this is how the immune system works, this is what it's capable of doing, and this is how you can control and be as healthy as you can be. Um, you know, a lot of people don't realize that everything you do every day and everything that you're bombarded with will affect your immune system. Because that's ultimately what all this comes down to. Your immune system dictates your recovery. So if we can keep our immune system healthier, our body's able to recover daily. We're able to sleep better. We're able to rejuvenate, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what keeps us in a state of health and well-being. And, and it's so important for coaches, to, I believe, to impress that on prospects, prior uh, clients, future clients, that working together we're going to take a look at some, some, some buckets, some things here that will optimize your immune system yeah. so that you can feel safer coming in here and working with you. And that was the whole purpose of the, the three-part webinar series that we've turned into a, an online you know, self-study course that you can just go through, very simple, but it gives you a takeaway. It gives you a practical, here's how to use that, here's what it does, and have that. I love it. Yeah, I think that's super relevant right now, especially with everything going on in the world, um, just because people are, are scared. They are scared and they don't know how to improve their immunity. But people who are fit and healthy and take care of themselves in a way like this, where they're actually listening to their body, not just crushing themselves, they're the ones who didn't get sick, right? Or maybe had less effects. Um, those are the people 100%. like me who never and gets a cold. Yeah, I, I get a cold like once a year, maybe. And it's so light that it's like, I'm fine. I'm going to go to work anyway. Um, but some people are just like down when they get sick. And it's there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah, I've been sick one time, I mean sick, one time in the last six years. And it was after a massively long traveling international trip. And it, it, it culminated I remember. to Dan in the Philippines. I remember. And that was the sickest I had ever been. And it was probably, that was probably the, the real SARS. 
and, <laughs> and, and that was uh, that was in the Philippines, and I had about 24 hours of I'm gonna die, and then after that, but I still had to I had to get up, and I had to teach for eight hours the next day. Oh, Sounded no. like Batman. <laughs> all right, here we gonna go. So, but that, that's it. That's all you know. And that was because I had done so much international travel, which travel is a is a massive stress. Stress, absolutely. So yeah, very train, cool. eat right, stay hydrated, and control your 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 emotional, mental stresses. Just manage them. Follow a raw, raw score, and you'll be amazed at what happens in your health and well-being, your recovery. Absolutely. Just ask Dan. For sure. For sure. Well, yeah. thank you so much for sharing that, Rodney. How can people get a hold of you? How do we reach you? Do you have an Instagram? Can we follow you? Can we follow you? I do have Instagram. Um, I'm not on social media tons right now, but I'll give you the Aleco Instagram. So you can just go to Aleco. Uh, we have Aleco Sport. We'll also be launching our Aleco Education. So you can go to Instagram and jump on Aleco Inst- Education. And we'll be putting out all kinds of different things coming down the pipeline that's relative to some of our, we have a coaching system and we have programming system and we have different performance systems, just getting people who are aware and how some little tidbits of how to be a better coach, how to do some things differently. Uh, when we have new courses and we have things of that nature that can update that. So Lego education, be one follow a Lego, that would be your best bet. I'm not, I'm not a superstar on Instagram, probably like you are. <laughs> nice. Well, I think that'll be really interesting for the people. We have our tactical course and those people are serious about their tactical conditioning. And sounds like yeah. that's something that's right up your guys' alley. Super yeah. exciting to uh, expand their knowledge. You bet. Very cool. Well, thank you again. Dan, any last words for our listeners? Keep learning. Keep learning. Uh, you know, I, I started this, this podcast off talking about how I thought, I, or actually it was when we met beforehand. And I thought I had all the answers when I went through my first, first certification and I didn't even pay attention. Uh, the, the more you learn, the more you realize what, how little, you know, so yeah. keep learning. Yep. You don't know what you don't know. So why not ask questions and look into some stuff? You made that so much simpler. Thank you. <laughs> yes, oh, I'm full of one-liners. You don't even know. <laughs> Well, thank you guys for joining us. We will be back very soon with some more topics. Thank you for listening. And as always, make good choices. We'll be talking to you soon.